This is Jim O'Rear, yes, the perverted Adam Cadabra from Beverly Lane. And you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. <laughs> Every workplace in America has this little binder with a disaster plan in it. What to do in case of a tornado, or a hurricane, or any other little treat Mother Nature decides to throw at us. I've flipped through this thing a hundred times and come to one conclusion. Of all the scenarios people plan for, nobody ever plans on a freaking zombie attack. I don't think you people totally grasp what's going on here. <laughs> oh, it hurts. <laughs> oh, 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 do the umbrella thing. <laughs> against the wind, against the wind. <laughs> no way. You're face to face now, Andy. Tell me. Does he look like a clown? I hope y'all are ready to stay after him. Because it's going to be a long day of zombie smashing. I put you in charge of this place. Hard decisions have to be made, you know that. Okay, but I'm pretty sure when you said hard decisions, you weren't talking about a zombie attack on me bursting on the job. We might be the only people left alive, and do you know what that means? I do. It's repopulation. Hello everyone, this is Gruesome Herzog. My very special guest tonight is a bunch of the cast members from that awesome zombie film. It's called Beverly Lane in 2010. My guests are director Joshua Hall, the man Hello. Jim O'Rear. We have the man that's working, Noah East. We got Raymond Kester. Yo. And, <laughs> yo. Eric T. Schroeder. Howdy. And we got Matt Rich. Ooh. And I think his name is Morgan Shepard. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I didn't and, know I was supposed to say something after you introduced me. So, oh, you know what? Awesome. David Ross. Excuse me. Thank you. My <laughs> bus. David, we love you. You're the elder clown. I'm sorry. Yes. Thank you. I did it on purpose, by the way, but okay, we'll do it. Anyways, let's start with the mastermind behind this film. Joshua Hall, step up, spit it out, and tell us your stories. Tell me what you want to know, and I will tell you everything. What I'd like you to do is, I know Beverly Lane has become one of these uh, viruses on Facebook. A lot of people have seen Yeah, it's Beverly no good. Lane. you got to go see the free click, and then you got to go care for it. It's no boy now. Exactly. No <laughs> and I always get a O'Rearism all the time. Yes, yes. It suffers from O'Rear. The <laughs> STD known as O'Rear. It's bad. It's bad. Well, anyway, Jimmy, I love you. I'm just fucking... But anyways... Anyway, um, anyway. Jo Josh, um, if you want to give, an, give the listeners an idea of the idea of the film, you know, and, and, and the process, and what your experience was of making this film. Uh, you know, uh, the idea, uh, it was something, uh, Noah and I came up with, um, during, during working. Um, you know, we, we both were aware of the talent of one another, and, 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 you know, I really wanted to work with Noah on a project, so we sort of 
put together our heads and came up with the idea of a what was originally supposed to be a uh, zombie cubicle musical comedy. Um, and then we realized, you know, we cast a bunch of people who can't sing worth a shit, so we had to drop that part and um, just kind of move on with the zombie cubicle comedy part, um, which is where we sort of started. But, you know, honestly, it was my first feature film. Um, a lot of people compared it to Shaun of the Dead meets The Office. Um, I, I, you know, I, we, we sort of feel it's like that, but we also like to stay on our own two legs, you know, uh, it, it was a fun film, you know, it's based on the fact of a, uh, new manager getting a promotion and starting on the same day as a zombie apocalypse, but it happens to be at an office where everybody hates the new boss, so yeah, no one needs to, yeah, well, they don't hate him because he's gay, let's be politically correct here, Eric. Uh, you know, they just hate him, and he just turns out to be gay. But, uh, you know, uh, all joking aside, it was, uh, it was a great time, you know, we had a lot of fun, we had a great cast, um, and the film has turned out to be much more than I ever dreamed it would be. I don't know if Noah dreamed it would be this big, but, um, we've had, we've oh, had I a had, lot of... I had- I had grandiose plans for it. I, I figured we did. I mean, he he thought we were playing for King, Kim Jong Il in uh, Korea, and then he died right before the premiere. So it was like, you know, this really weird situation. But we still claim it. Never be rain. Yes, never be rain. But so it was. It was based off of love from from Noah and I our love for each other and our talent that were exploding from the seams, wanting to work together. And Beverly Lane is a result of that. So that's what you have from the director, the mastermind that you called. Well, one thing that, did that I was... Answer, did that answer your question at all? Because I don't think it did. No, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, they got the idea. But what I like about Beverly Lane, is I think I told you in person in my review, is most zombie films, it's always, obviously human versus zombies but yeah. this film is more like the zombies are outside of the office okay mm-hmm. I'm not going to say too much because people didn't see it but you have the oh, they should have seen it by now so it's uh, it's no I'm just kidding but you know but you, you have the the uh, annoying mime okay wow. you have the um, elder clown you have the Jim O'Rear the Adam Cadabra you have the Andy you know, you have the drunk Terry. Wow. You know, and you, you have a combination of characters in the movie that, to me, um, I don't do top ten lists like every other podcast does. I don't believe in that. But if I would group, like, my top ten uh, zombie films that I've seen probably in the last three or four years, or two years at most, this movie be at the top. I mean, there's a bunch of them. You got, oh, well, thank you. Yeah, you got thank Bong. You so you know, much for saying that, yeah. Yeah, you got Bong the Dead. You know, there's certain ones that I, I've gotten sent to me that reviewed that. You know, certain zombie films have that. Um, at one time, you, you you know, there's always these serious zombie films, but now they're starting yeah. to make these zombie films. And now, again, this is not your typical zombie. It's more like the Office fighting among these others with zombies on the outside. And that's what makes this movie so unique. And that's yeah. what I like about it. Well, that was the thing. You know, as we really set out to, it wasn't so much about the zombies. The zombies were added in. But uh, for us, it was more about 
the idea of being stuck with these coworkers that you hate and that you don't yeah. want to be stuck with for over eight hours. That right. was the comedy of this idea. Uh, and yeah, then the zombies, zombies, zombies on top zombies. of that. Go ahead. No, Go ahead. I, I was just going to say the zombies are superfluous. I mean, they, they, that, that's like a backdrop, really. It's, it's right. more just about yeah, what's going on in the Yeah, if you put werewolves in there, it would be the same exact story. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> they, they were almost like a, a big aquarium in the office where you just walked over to the window and, and yeah. stared at them and you yeah. discussed them. And, you know, what was going on out there was just something that we referred to. Right. Yeah. Well, one of, that one, been one of the reviewers on IMDb said it's Dawn of the Dead having its way with the office. Very <laughs> I agree clever. with that. I think, I think Ray plays a big part in this movie. <laughs> well, anyways, Mr. Noah East, Andy, yep. in the movie. Yeah. I'll give you a chance to speak because you are working, and I don't want you to get your head chopped off being on the phone. But... Um, Joshua mentioned you quite a few times. Now, what was your experience as Andy in um, the movie? Well, I mean, I had it pretty easy. I, I mean, this was my first film I ever worked on, but I had it pretty easy just because he already had the, the part written for me. You know, I mean, we worked it out together for the most part, like just bouncing jokes back and forth. But, I mean, he wrote he wrote this the part for me, so, I mean, I kind of went in and played a bastardized version of myself and uh i mean that really helped helped a lot to, to make me more comfortable about it not near as anxious and nervous so sure. sorry yeah i mean that that just made it a lot easier just because i was playing just like a kooky weird version of myself i mean it, half of that stuff shit that i would say anyhow so right. that, that made it a lot easier but i mean he, he really did a great job of just tailoring tailoring every line of dialogue in that thing just perfectly for the way I would say it. Well, you know, like I said, it's one of my favorites, and, uh, you know, the characters in this movie were so different, and we'll, we'll get to the, the one that uh, really made it spunky, and we'll get to him a little bit later, but you know what, I'm going to go by the IMDB listing. I will attempt to do Raymond Kester as Drunk Terry. Raymond. Yep. Um, <laughs> A great performance, by the way, by all of you guys. You. But Raymond, um, go ahead and give your 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 thoughts on the movie and and how it played out for you and and experience <laughs> you had. Well, I kind of got lucky and just tripped into this because uh, somebody else was actually supposed to play the role, and uh, then he ended up wasn't able to do it. So uh, I got lucky in them saying, "Hey, you want to come do a film?" And I'm like, "Sure, why not?" So uh, but we got on the cat um, on the set, and the cast was great. Uh, the whole crew was fun to work with. We just had a party for four days. And the thing that was the most fun about it, I think, was the fact that, that even though Josh had written some really good lines and some great scripts, he also gave us the freedom to explore a little bit. And sometimes when we just, like, went off on it, we found some really fun stuff and some really uh, yeah. funny moments that just, you know, came out organically, too, which was pretty cool. Excellent. You know, like, I mean, I can go on forever about this film. It just, you know, I must have watched it like four times. I mean, I only watched it once when I review because of my theory is if you watch it more than once and, you re and when you review it, it starts, you, your review starts to get tainted because you start to right. memorize each part. So my theory is watch it once and review it. But I've watched it, you know, family members come over, you know, they, they don't quite understand the podcasting thing and the interview thing, but when they come here and when I show them films that they probably normally won't see, they're impressed. And this film here, I think, is one of my one of the favorites that my family has watched that I've gotten in the mail. So congratulations, to you guys, because they're really harsh critics. 
Uh, thank you so much. Oh, great. Thank you so much. No problem. And the next person, which I'm going to dread bringing this person up because I he's an asshole. Um, just kidding. Eric Schroeder, Rick Ashley. <laughs> he is an asshole. Don't you no, get it? He is there an are three asshole. or four people on there that we're going to go behind that yeah. asshole introduction. <laughs> well, look, look, dude. You wow. got you got to understand me. I, I I like to throw people off by throwing a jab in there like that. <laughs> Eric, I'm Eric. I'm only kidding. Um, Rick, you played Rick Ashley, and uh, your character in the film I loved as well. And oh, go ahead great. And give your experiences of of the movie. Well, uh, kind of like Raymond, uh, I this role, like kind of mixed between Raymond and Noah, uh, I kind of fell into this role, and it was kind of written for me. Uh, I was originally cast as another character in the show, and I talked to Josh, and I was up front with him saying, you know, I, I just don't think that fits me. And when the show was kind of going through some rewrites and we were trying to decide whether or not it was going to be a web series or a or a feature film then the character of Rick Ashley emerged and I I read that and I was like oh this is great uh this is a character that has a lot of potential and frankly you could go over the top with it and you know pretty much do whatever you want and that's that's kind of where I took it <laughs> it was it was a fun role to play you know what? It's funny you mention it. I am so glad that it wasn't made into a web series. You Thank know, you. I, Thank you. Because yeah, I, 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 I'm happy really well. I don't mind web series, but they're getting to be like a dime a dozen, if you know what I mean. Yep. And yep. it would have been a serious, major, major mistake if this wasn't going to be you. a full feature. Yeah, this this worked out a little bit better in the planning. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think all of us agree with that. I think we're all really proud of what actually came out of this. Well, it's yeah, yeah. we are too. It's not Jim Maria, but he's an asshole, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jim. <laughs> but you know, it, it's funny. You know, you know, hearing Jim's voice on an interview and seeing him in the film is like night and day. But we'll get to Jim. Why? Because he, sound, he sounds like a preteen girl on the phone? Oh, no. <laughs> you have to protect your asshole during night, but during day you cannot protect it? <laughs> well, let's get to that old bitch. That old, nasty fucking clown. That David Ross. David, you know what? I watched you in this Woo! film, and I was so creeped out when I, when I watched you because you have that... <laughs> Creepiness look with that clown well, you could thing. see him out of makeup. Jesus. Yeah, I was just thinking, you were creeped out, and that would be a face that Are you serious? Holy crap. But, David, I loved. Beat up and seen him. David, I loved your role in this. Like I said, I'm a big clown horror fan, so, you know, it wasn't ty- typical uh, horror clown type deal, but the makeup, the idea was an eye taker. I mean, I really. When I seen you, obviously, I was attracted to. Well, I gotta watch how I say that. No, I meant the, the the clown getup. I thought was really, really a, a smart choice to throw this. I was movie real turned clowns. on by the clown getup. <laughs> well, well, you know, I just Why walked in. You are a sexy, uh, sexy fucker. I think uh, Jim Dougherty actually made. I uh, got the clown makeup. Uh, Josh had told me that he envisioned the clown to be sort of Sid Hagish, but right. he, we wanted to go beyond that right. a little a little ways. 
And so we sort of thought of it as being vaguely Scottish, but then I, I, I really wanted to have that kind of, excuse the hyperbole, the simmering inner intensity that would kind of go uh, counter to the idea that you're supposed to be a happy, silly clown. And there's so many expansive parts in the movie that I wanted to hold that very tight and, you know, keep that as a sort of a, a visual counterpoint so that the clown was, you know, a moment of quiet and wondering, well, what the hell is this deadly clown going to do next? Sort of yeah. Thing. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think it should be pointed out how terrified Noah was the first time he had acted the scene with David. He was terrified. Of I David. really was, man. Like, I, 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 he, I mean, he creeped me out like the entire time. I, it wasn't until like maybe the second day I was like, okay, this guy. I've seen him with all the makeup on. He's harmless. He's harmless. <laughs> and then once he puts the makeup back on, I'm like, holy shit, this guy's creeping me out. Right, and I, I tend to sort of have to stay in character. Just uh, I can't snap back and forth. Right. Like some people can, so once I've got the makeup on, I'm a I'm a scary clown. You're all, you're all method. You're all method, David. That's that's what it is. Hey, Josh. <laughs> yes, sir. I think what you ought to do is make a little short film with um, the elder clown. I think it'd well, be a big, you know, it'd be a big smash. Uh, honestly, you know, it's it's uh, uh, if we do a sequel, which we've talked about, the the clown aspect of the film will be addressed as well. Uh, Rick Ashley. Who opens the film? That will it'll all be addressed if we do a sequel. If we don't, I don't know what we're going to do. But it's to. all it's all we we have it. I have it mapped out uh, in the sequel. I just don't know if we want to do a sequel. But I don't want to interfere with anything. So keep going with David and Morgan and and Matt and and everybody and Jim and everybody else. All right. Uh, the only thing that I want to add is the collaborative atmosphere was really great. As you know, Raymond and uh, Eric have already mentioned, there were so many rich characters that all you had to do was kind of bump around in character, and, and, and weird, interesting stuff was happening. And a lot of that got on film. Right. And most of that was because the rear was naked. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that was where most of the came from. Well, not more than being naked. <laughs> to add this peculiar effect which I call the Jim O'Rear effect when he arrived on set all of a sudden things just started getting incredible he he started lighting up like a billiard machine you know like a billiard ball not billiard what am I trying to say like a pinball machine thank you right yeah it's like and and the thing was is that uh, a lot of it was improv I mean the uh, some of the parts were uh were, were sparse, but somehow they came alive. It's sort of like Josh knew that there was a part there, and once the actor got his mind around it, it just suddenly became deep. It was it was interesting. Yeah, I'm a yeah, O'Rear. O'Rear's like O'Rear's all in improv and cock shots. That's all O'Rear is. Improv. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I would yeah. like to think that I play a big part in that. So thank you, Noah, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what David's saying is the script was basically a guideline. Yeah, what I was saying is basically I suck as a writer, and no. uh, <laughs> well, it, it was it was a guideline, and Josh just said just throw in the word fuck as many times as you can. Yeah, I just <laughs> do that as <laughs> long as you use it in a new and interesting manner. All right. Well, our <laughs> our, our next speaker is Morgan Freeman Shepherd as gay. Hey, Morgan Shepherd as yeah. gay. Morgan. Another great performance. I like I like your performance in this film. I mean, actually, I like everybody's performance in this film, but I'm just mentioning the ones that are in the podcast tonight. 
you had a great great role as her also. And to have a character named Gay, it takes balls to have a name like that for a movie. And you almost got a chance to see him. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, can I can I can I be honest? Can I be honest with you here on this podcast, Scott? Go ahead. That that performance by Morgan, uh, he came into the audition, and that 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 performance was 100% Morgan. Uh, he came in, he auditioned for the role of Gay. We said we didn't know what role he would play, but we had a role in mind. He he auditioned. That was all improv, and what he did that audition period was what landed in the script. So Morgan is 100% credited for the role of Gay. I mean, I gave him the name Gay. But, you know, like, everything else, that goes to Morgan, so... And, so, and not only was it all Morgan, but it was all improv. Like, I mean, he, he, yeah, he sat it was down all, at the audition and just, and just made that shit up. All 100%. 100%. So, I gotta, I gotta say that. I have nothing to do with Morgan Shepard. That's all Morgan Shepard being Morgan Shepard. Well, Morgan Shepard, bravo. Great performance. He is gay. Talk, Morgan. Talk. Like, a real yeah, talk. That, that audition that he knocked it apart. So, congratulations, Morgan. I agree. He's got some of the most quotable lines in this film. Yep. I, I love I love some of the lines he came up with. All right. Well, I'm dreading this, but I'm going to bring him up. Matt Rich. Yeah. The annoying, hard-ass mime who pulls right. out a... I speak. Who pulls out a gun? He thinks he's so smart. He goes in the I'm room. He goes in the room and gets his Peter bit off. <laughs> I guess I'm assuming. Spoiler alert, bro! Spoiler alert. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Um, Hi. Your, your character as well was. I mean, this movie has so many characters in the movies. There's so many of them going on at the same time, and each one I think is so clever is they're eye popping. You know what I mean? It kept the whole flow going. But go ahead. No, uh, very, very true. Like, um, I've been working with Josh and trying to get him to do something for so long, and and he's like, I got a spot for you. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to be like a guy diving through a window or, you know, driving a car very, very fast or something <laughs> crazy like that. But he was like, I calm. <laughs> he said, I want you to be a mime. And I was like, a mime? That was the only way I could get him to shut the fuck up, Scott. You gotta understand that part, right? <laughs> so I was like, um, thank you? Um, I've, I don't know how to be a mime. He's like, well, here's a book. Just read this. And I'm like, read it? It's a also, mime book. I need book. that $4.50 late to the library as soon as you got it bro because it was an audio book right <laughs> no no I actually gave him a real book because I thought he could read at the time but then I was like whoa shit wait he's the mind he can't read at all uh, <laughs> so look at the pictures bro and he got it he got it after the pictures came but the, the part that I thought was so funny is he's I'm a mime and everybody's laughing at him I mean, so that was so you know, uh, Let's just say this. That that part where um, the mind actually does speak, which that's that's what I liked about it, because the mind actually uh, kind of gave a voice his opinion. But what made it hard was is right before uh, shooting time, we were outside, 
and we changed it like ten times. So I blame that on Raymond and Noah. <laughs> what happened was is as we were planning on shooting this, they're like, Oh, that's funny, let's add that. Okay, go from there. Oh, that's funny, let's add that. So right. it it made it to where like okay, where do I pause? Where do I say my line? Where do I let this person do their funny bit to make fun of me? Um, but I really, really feel that in the movie, it, it played off very, very well with how many it times did. we had to do it with each time it changing. It did. I thought it was brilliant. Yes. And I really, I want to thank Josh for the whole intro to the mind because he got a lot of criticism for the the thought that's how he would introduce them on but to me after like watching it and seeing it play out it, it, it made a little break in the comedy slash horror aspect to note that it was different right. and he was introducing the character in a different way because for one minds are supposed to talk and most movies <laughs> minds don't talk Right. and the way he brought it in was unique and very different, and that was 100% Josh's idea. Josh. Good job, Josh. We're proud of Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I well, just read the script. But last but not least, it's the man, the myth, the legend, the shirtless, the funny, the Rob Schneider of our industry, Mr. We bow down. <laughs> I, I owe all my success to Mr. Jim O'Rear and his Exactly. Mr. James O'Rear. Jimmy, great performance as usual. I like the character of the film. You threw something different in the office. Now, you've been in a lot of films. You've directed your own. You've done numerous things. What was your experience like in the movie? I, I don't know who any of these people are, but they sound like a bunch of assholes. They sound like a bunch of assholes, right? Who's casting in their movie? Assholes. I, I don't even re remember doing this movie. No, uh, <laughs> That's the rupees. I, I offered you rupees in the contract, Jim. <laughs> I offered you a rupee. Is that the same thing? I a promised you a, a movie? great time at the anal sessions if you would be in this movie. And you said... I love anal sessions. Let's do those. Shut your whore mouth, Jim O'Rear. Yeah, shut your whore mouth, Jim O'Rear. Answer the goddamn question. We're all waiting. I don't, you know, I think I was probably one of the last people to get involved in this film, wasn't I, Josh? You were actually the very last person. And I said, I hate this guy. I hate this guy. With a passion, and you know Take they that. were like, "Come on, give him a chance." And I was like, "He looks—he literally looks like a rapist, guys." And they were like, "You know, even rapists need Damn a chance it. every now and then." And I was like, "Okay, fine, I'll write him a fucking role, please. Just get off my back." Damn so I have the history of Jim O'Rear coming aboard Beverly Lane. Exactly, exactly. He was one of the last people. He was one of, he, he was one of the last he people and one of the best people. that was going to anchor this. And he's dating some of the male cast members. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had heard about it. Uh, you know, I had just kind of heard about it and thought it was a funny idea. And, and uh, I was like... 
you know, I contacted Josh and Jim Doherty, and I was like, you know, how how do I get involved in this? Because it sounds really funny. Because you know, not, not a lot of people know that my background really is in comedy and musical theater, and it's not horror related at all. So anytime I can find, you know, something, it's not often that you find a script that's got clowns and mimes and magicians and you know all that kind of stuff mixed in with monsters. So I, I thought this is just wacky enough. How do I get involved? And and Josh just happened to have the idea of a, a creepy magician, uh, <laughs> and uh, I went, "Ah, oh, you you know me already, apparently." And, yeah, I uh, kept trying to add the rape part, and I was like, "There's no rape, Jim over here. Please stop." Never performs a trick. I just a card trick. Yeah, his only exactly. trick is roofies, and I'm like, there's, there's no that David Copperfield does not use roofies, Jim O'Rear. We stopped using that as a reference point. But, you know. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's a happy mixture between Ted Bundy and Doug Henning. Yeah, I yeah. saw Bass of Florida Nurses, and I was like, bitches, this is a party you will never regret. And then they're dead. You know, like, they end up dead, and it's like, okay, sorry, that was wrong. But, you know. <laughs> but it was, it was it was a lot of fun. I thought he, you know, he, he came up, Josh came up with a character, and and uh, and luckily, you know, allowed allowed me to play with him and, and make stuff up, and, and thank God that the rest of the actors were ready to make stuff up. Yeah. Otherwise, it and can could. I also add that Jim flirted with my wife the entire time? <laughs> exactly. Hey, 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 hey! On Jim's defense, that's only because Josh is dating a hot woman. And and to be well, fair, she wasn't your wife. She wasn't my exactly. wife. Exactly. Now she's my wife, and I was like, "Come be." So, so and Jim O'Rear's defense again. And Jim again. She was a single lady. There was no, <laughs> no ring on the finger. Pretty game, right, Jim? Exactly, um, exactly. Jim, yeah. well, Jim, I hate to tell you, but we're married now, so please stop seeing the pictures of your drugs. It's ugly. Stop texting. It's an ugly penis, yeah. sir. Stop uh, texting. to my house. My wife will enjoy them. She'll think it's mine, and we can have sex more often. I know, uh, I'm see, just saying, Jim, come on, to the, hey, Josh, smell my fingers bit, that was way too That was gross, dude, that was real top. gross, and it was like, you know, Robin Williams plays a cute, uh, fucking, uh, he plays a cute genie, but Jim O'Rear, on the other hand, literally, on the other hand, does not play a cute genie, because he was sitting on my finger, and he was like, do you smell that? And I was like, gross, bro, that's my wife, and he was like, ah. <laughs> See, Josh is just jealous because his wife wants me because I was on Star Trek. Uh, yeah, I think she's jealous because of that. Fuck you. Fuck you, Gamalia. <laughs> Gamalia, you need to talk. You're the main dude in this. Talk. Talk. <laughs> well, I'm not the main dude in it. This, I mean, this, it was one a, of them. You and Noah are the main dudes. Talk. It, it was a, a, a group effort, and I, I think... Josh did a great job with the film. I think the cast did a great Thank job you. with the film. And Thank if you. anyone hasn't seen it yet, you need to buy it now. Um, Amen. Because I it agree. is a, a, a very different um, zombie comedy filled with a, a lot of good performances and good characters. And um, it was it was a, just a blast working on it. And how, you know, it, it, it's a good example that, yes, you can make a, a feature film in four days um, if yeah. you have the right oh, group yeah. of people. 
Right. And it's a lot different than the norm. That's what we need to express to people because, <laughs> to me, as uh, you said, it's a lot different than the norm. It's not us fighting with guns. It's not us trying to get to our loved ones. It's just us surviving in an office with the people that we work with and extra people brought in that we don't want to be with. And anybody who just listened, that's a mime, so you don't have to listen to them 100%. It's just... Well, I can tell you one thing. I mean, you have a variety of... of um characters in here, you mean, I don't know how many mime fans there are, but, you know, no, you, you know, people hate, hate the mime, they really hate the mime, he's an asshole. No, 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 I'm not saying that, <laughs> the I'm mime, saying... The mime was the hero, like, the mime, the <laughs> I said, mime, oh, God, the I'm mime tripping. was an idiot. Like Jesus, like, the, the, the mime was people got crucified. Damn, Come I didn't mean... Be... You were wearing the jersey number 15, asshole, so you're no Jesus. Okay, well, I, I didn't mean it that way. I mean, you have a variety. I mean, you have clown. People who like clowns can see clowns in this film. People who can see mimes can see people mimes. People don't like mimes. I mean, people are disturbed by mimes. That's what my biggest thing was of doing it, because now people... <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, I didn't want that to happen. But we got four of the eight here. So... um if you, David, if you want to mention, say a few more things. When okay, well, maybe some of the other guys can help yeah. mention some of the other actors that had right. uh, terrific roles. I mean, obviously, the uh, some of the, the the makeup department did a wonderful job. Did a wonderful job on my makeup. Uh, we had uh, Deborah Mincy, DJ Mincy, who did a, a wonderful job as Susan, and Angela Steele Davis, who did a wonderful Angela job. Angela Steele Bowers. Uh, Bowers. Bowers. I'm sorry. Pardon, where did that come yeah. from? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. And, <laughs> and Butch, uh, go ahead. James Copeland, Butch Copeland. As, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Butch, man, um, he was... I, he, I, I giggle every time he comes on the screen. Yeah, he was a good... Hey, man. Constantly Mark, eating. Mark A. Nash is Scotty. Yes, yes. Mark. Obviously. Steven. And Terry, Terry Menke. Yep. Jay Hinkleman. Craig and the barbershop. The barbershop singer was the most oddballs character, I think, in the film. Craig Scarberry. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't have the rest of his quartet, so he just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, out of place. Camille Chandler, and, 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 and of course, uh, Mr. Beverly himself, who is now Stephen Durgan. Stephen Durgan. We also Durgan. We also know as Don Becker. Right. Time, right. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And then a and then a bunch of zombies that just showed up on the last day to hang out in the cold. And mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, um, what's oh. left? The cast was fantastic. Everybody gelled together. Oh, and, and I, I have to give I have to give a shout out to my two daughters that were in the film. They oh, were the yeah. two little. They were the two little girls that wound up killing Rick Ashley at the end. Oh yes, the, the zombie cheerleader and the zombie ballerina. I have to give a shout out for them. Yeah, uh, Dan. What's Dan's last name? Dan Holmes. Dan Holmes. Dan, okay. Dan Holmes. Yeah. Yep. Our first victim. Zombie victim to leave the office. And the librarian zombie. Yeah, she was good. Glenna Reinhardt, and she kind of became the poster. Uh, zombie effect for all the pre-publicity and it was really terrific effect I think Jim Dougherty did. 
Excellent. Well, I do, but anyway, We appreciate it. No problem. Gruesome, you're gruesome. I'm very I mean, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Gruesomely awesome. Gruesomely awesome. You know, I'm going to put that on my podcast site. Gruesomely awesome. (laughs) Elvis Klein, quote me. Gruesomely awesome, relatively hurt clog. There you go. Damn! (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, um, thanks a lot, gentlemen. Uh, It was fun, and uh, I'm just playing... (laughs) <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Take care. Good night. Jim, thanks. I'll call you next week. We'll set up a date and time. It'd be great to do it. Hey, right. great. Thanks. Thank you. Take good care, everybody. Have a good one. Good night, John yep. boy. Good night, Jim boy. Good night, Eric. Good night, Raymond. Good, good night, Jim. Good night, Eric. Good night, Raymond. We'll see Tell you. me, Noah, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. We'll see you. Good, good night. Bye. Hi, this is Cheetah Mac, and you are listening to the fabulous, gruesome Hurt Nobody better.